Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gardner Carney Leadership Institute podcast. The GCLI has developed a pedagogy of leadership which combines brain science, leadership studies, cultural competency, and developmental psychology. Its mission is to teach teachers to teach leadership to students. This is your go-to podcast for discussions, tips, and stories for leadership and leadership education. And I am your host, Catherine Birdie, but please call me Birdie. Our world is in dire need of people just like you, people who are committed to building communities of leaders, young and old. So let's get busy leading the next generation of leaders, and thank you for joining us. Hello, 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 GCLI. Welcome to the GCLI podcast. We are recording live from the Fountain Valley School in Colorado Springs, getting ready for the participants to come tomorrow to the Leadership Lab. So we want to go ahead and grab the scholars to introduce themselves and talk about their experiences, both past and future. So I will let them introduce themselves. This is so weird recording in the same room as you, Brady. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kenny Chilton, and I was a participant in the 2022 lab and am now back as a scholar. Couldn't get enough. So glad you're here. Hi, Brady. Uh, Jennifer Granaccio, Gwyneth Mercy Academy High School. I was here two years ago with you yes. as my faculty and uh, this year as a scholar. So glad you're here. And hi, Bertie. I'm Jean Plum, and I am um, from University School of Milwaukee. And I was here two years ago as a GCLI participant the summer before, technically, um, over Zoom uh, when we couldn't all gather together. Um, and I'm so glad to be back as a scholar this year. I'm so glad to have you too. So this is really a three-peat for you. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. Well, so I remember my scholar year. I was uh, so excited. It felt like an opportunity to cement some learning that I captured, but maybe didn't quite ascertain fully. But I was also super nervous. Um, how are you guys feeling? Well, for some context, we we sat in a a long meeting this morning where we were starting to get ready and talking about the curriculum and uh, it took everything in me to like fight off the imposter syndrome of like being in a room with such a high functioning team and feeling like I mean this is the work that I would love to be bringing back to my school the way that these people collaborate so nervous is an accurate <laughs> description <laughs> And I think I was uh, very similarly, Kenny, just um, hearing the back and forthing and the collaboration of that team, um, realizing that it's a program, GCLI is a program that is in its 19th year, plug for 20th year next year, um, and that so much time is still taken to reflect upon how the Institute has performed in the past, um, including most recently, and then what are ways to continue to reflect on feedback and do better each time around. And that's, um, it's amazing that the it, witnessing that process is truly amazing. I loved the energy all day today. I agree, Kenny, it was a long day, but I just was taking in what everyone was saying and their dedication to GCLI and how they give each other feedback to constantly improve the lab every year and what they do at their schools during the academic year and they, they're bringing it back. I also 
I'm so appreciative working so close with Dr. Catherine Adair Steiner. Steiner Adair. Steiner Adair. Okay. All right. I'll get it right. Okay. I know I was looking. I'm like, did I say that backwards? But, you know, I just learned so much. And as the whole team is talking, I appreciate her um, advice and feedback. And also, I love how she was taking our advice today for her presentation, which I thought was so impressive and so humble, how she respects us as well. Um, with her impressive resume. So I was really excited. She's incredible. I mean, she really adds such a a flavor to this. I love what she said about taking her expertise and bringing it to teachers so they can bring it into the school and Mm -hmm. and remembering that we're really teaching the students in front of us. I mean, ultimately, that's where we hope this learning goes because we have the, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's part of our mission that we are kind of frontline leadership educators who often don't see ourselves as such, but every teacher in this country has the ability to, to show kids how to lead and empower them and help them figure out who they are in this crazy world. It's, it's really amazing. So I think just understanding the psychological implications of how, how we learn to lead and how we teach leadership is amazing. So I agree. I agree. I agree. She's amazing. <laughs> uh, so what are you hoping to get out of this lab that you may have missed or, um, or more curious about maybe more applicable now than it was when you were here as a participant? I think it'll be very interesting to spend a bit more time observing and listening um, when we were participants, there was a lot, there was a lot of, um, information to take in from the actual, uh, from the faculty. Um, but to be able to observe and to see how that connects, how that resonates with this summer's group, because, you know, dynamics from summer to summer as teachers have finished out typically very challenging years in their respective institutions, um, you never know how they're going to land at the end of the summer. And to start off that summer um, with so much input um, and to see how that's received and to see how they grapple with the challenges um, and all the gifts uh, is, to me, is really interesting because I've been teaching for a very long time. And um, I love to see how that hits um, the newer generations of teachers. I think what I'm hoping to take away this time is something similar where I can really see a little peek behind the curtain, even though that curtain (laughs) I discovered last year is not so hard to peek through, even as a participant, they just put it all out there. Mm -hmm. But having the kind of baseline of, of knowledge that goes along with the pedagogy of leadership. Now I can kind of see it in action and see more of a through line from day one to day six of, of how that knowledge is kind of, fused in and handed over to the participants by the end. The participants are doing most of the work in terms of uh, the learning that's happening. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that change over the week, having seen it already from a participant's perspective. It's like an excellent learning opportunity, a masterclass in in facilitating that, that growth in other educators over the week. I'm excited to see that. So I agree, Jane, when you first come as a participant, you are receiving so much information. You really, you know, sometimes you could be looking for actual book, a curriculum, but what I realized, it's a, it's a way of proceeding and how you would handle the academics, um, the activities, the athletics, the musics. 
in your school and having the extra enforcement this week coming back as a scholar just strengthens um, what I learned two years ago. I've, I've been able to definitely have intentional time in seminar at Gwena Mercy, but now as a scholar and working with a faculty member in the lab groups this year will give, I feel will give myself more um, practice to take back to our students and to take back to our faculty and staff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that which you you really couldn't do when you're participating because you're mm-hmm. just taking it all in. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly often how our students feel, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. just this sometimes we inadvertently mm-hmm. give them a fire hose and tell them to drink. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that is, it's exhausting and it's overwhelming. So it is nice to have that chance to step back. But you just said something that I, I think, it just in general, it, the faculty and the scholars and the participants, it, it really becomes, I think, relational. I, I learn something every single time I'm here and can only hope to impart some of whatever my experiences and knowledge has, has been up to this point in a way that can resonate with someone else. But I think it's it, it becomes, like you said, Kenny, too, like everybody's it's it's not didactic. It moves into a much more relational network of teachers and learners and scholars who are hoping to make a difference in their schools. So that's what I'm hoping to get out of it is just expanding my network of ideas and, mm-hmm. and um, relationships that that I can call on anytime I need need them. So yeah, I, I'm them. excited for that piece too. I I met so many people. I, I love the school I'm at and the city I'm in. I teach in Austin, Texas, and it's a beautiful city, but it can be kind of a bubble in terms of independent schools, whereas there are so many people who come who who say like, oh, yeah, we know that school, or I have I know this person, this person, this person there. And so it was really an explosion of my like perspective on how connected schools can be and learning from one another and learning from people at those schools. And it's been a great opportunity for me to start building those relationships as well between my school and other schools and myself as a professional and other professionals, all in the interest of helping our students be leaders. Right. Uh, and, and knowing that no school is a silo or, you know, its own island, that this work should be shared. And uh, it's better if it is shared. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree that that capacity here to compare notes mm-hmm. um, with different, uh, you know, educators from different generations, uh, anyone who works in the field of education, those that have switched jobs, those that are newly to a school or mm-hmm. who have been at schools for a very long time. Um, I, I found that, you know, half of the input comes from the faculty and then the other half comes from just all those connections, either, you know, during the facilitated groups, mm-hmm. but also in, you know, in the social times um, when you're just out taking a walk around this beautiful campus. Oh, this campus, too. Oh, my Let's gosh. talk about that for a second. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to want to come back <laughs> for just the Fountain Valley alone. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did get up for my 6 a.m. walk, and I walked to the entrance, and I was just filming and sending it back to two former participants, Ivy and Cardi and Amy. And I said, aren't you jealous? I'm sure it's raining in Philadelphia right now, but I'm I'm looking at these beautiful mountains. Um, But to your point, the networking and the mentorship is huge. I I firmly believe in that. And um, you, 
you, Bertie, you and I have traded different stories and messages. You know, we, we connected all the whole year um, via Zoom. And I, the support to realize, okay, well, I'm outside of Philadelphia. We're my, thousands of miles away and we can still have that connection, mm-hmm. still give each other the support of that to either help with the conflict or challenge. Mm-hmm. Or we provide a resource for each other. So um, I love that we can do that. I here. do too. And it's because it, when the lab experience is over, it's not it's not over. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. there are so many opportunities to stay connected. Jean, you said something earlier, and I think this is true. I'd love for you to expound on it. I have my own thoughts too. But how isolating it can be to be a teacher. So we're talking mm-hmm. about networking and relationships. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, there's, there is this feeling of isolation, mm-hmm. I think especially post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah, that a yeah, bit? and I think you know. While our main purpose of coming here um, is to um, to assist students in their, um, you know, in establishing who they are and how they should go about their lives in, in a way where they're inspiring others and leading others um, through their character. Um, for teachers. You know, this is an opportunity to get outside your bubble, to use your term before, Kenny, of, uh, you know, just their their own faculty, you know, which will always have its ups and downs um, and to and to really be exposed to other people um, and form some friendships. Um, everyone knows that adults adults have just as much trouble as our mm-hmm. the teenagers that we work with. Those of us who work, especially with teenagers, but kids of all ages, in in establishing relationships. Yep. Um, and I do think relationships is such a key element. We know that that's important in any pedagogy of leadership, but certainly in just our ability to endure uh, what can be a very challenging profession, which can feel very isolating because there's demands coming from many, many different constituents. Exactly. Um, a lot of expectations for, um, for what we do and say um, as, 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 as the key people in these kiddos' lives, really. I mean, we, we're, there, we're there every step of the way. Exactly. I mean, I just, I know it's, it is a, it's a, you show up in the morning and it doesn't really stop and people outside of the profession don't really get it. And so it's so nice to come to a place that, that is so positive and supporting, but also so honest about the realities of what teaching really is all about and what it, what it requires to be, to be hopefully excellent, but to, to meet the kids where they are. It's one of the first places at professional development wise where I felt like I could come in and dig into the real issues in a way that's going to help me find a solution to problems or start working within my community to find solutions to problems that we have in education without any sugarcoating of what's going on <laughs> that we can, we can be vulnerable or as Kelsey says, vulnerageous and, and <laughs> talk about the issues that we're having on a personal level or as an institution and find ways to start solving those problems, which connects back to the, the meeting great people right. piece. But it's just kind of in the infrastructure here where there will be problems in education and uh, in our various capacities. And we have to be, have strategies and teaching students strategies for dealing with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Educate, it's not going to get any easier anytime soon. So the sooner we can get people in here training how to teach around and teach people to push through these things, uh, it's, it's going to be more beneficial for everyone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think it's just such a, it's, I mean, leadership and teaching and arguably they could be considered almost synonymous, but they're both messy. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's when, you know, it's happening how, mm-hmm. and I think that that's, uh, Kenny and I were just talking earlier about how so often in the schools I've been in that they, it, we want clean, neat, mm-hmm. ordered, uh, chain of command, stay in your lane. And it doesn't always work that way, does it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you say that party because I definitely see at our school that it does get messy. And at first, you know, I mean, 300 years, Gwanda Mercy's been open, and 1861. So when we came back from GCLI a couple of years ago, it was, you know, we were making changes. It was really infusing the six skills of leadership. And Jean, to your point about relationship and communication. So we were really pushing the students in our seminar time to speak back, to push back. So even a simple teachable moment I would have with the student, I said, teachers are not always right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we make mistakes just like you do. And what if someone grades your test wrong? How are you going to handle it? Are you just going to not say anything? So I said, then it's going to affect your whole GPA. It's going to affect your whole grade. And and how are you going to handle it? You have to learn how to speak up. You have to learn how to have a relationship with this adult. So even just taking that little bit of a lesson, we start doing that. But then also the flip side is if I have a student that says they have this learning challenge, they have this going on at home, I sometimes will say, you know what, I've had that situation or maybe, you know, my brother growing up had that situation as well. And now looking back, we should have been more self-aware. So use that, use your, use your voice, use the communication. And so, um, to your point, I think, you know, we, we were definitely shaking things up at, at Gwinnett. So, but it, it's now turned into this, um, like joyful and the faculty and, um, staff and the students are really embracing it and really having great bonds with each other. So, um, so I'm, you know, I, I, I love seeing that. So that's been some of the transformation we've seen over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Rich and textured. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. great. That's great. Well, so most likely this will air after the lab. So you haven't met the participants yet. Mm-hmm. They're coming mm-hmm. tomorrow. If you had to give them one little piece of advice, what would that advice be? Not knowing them, you know, what would, what would you say to them? Or what might you say to them tomorrow? Ask, just ask as many questions because the time goes so fast. You don't realize it because you don't want to really leave. I remember crying. I'm like, oh, I got to go back. You know, I loved every moment, you know, but ask, take as much as you can. I would say really be open to, even though you will be put in, in groups, we'll do large group activities and you'll be in a small group, your lab group really be open to reaching out to connect with 
maybe some of those singletons, those that didn't come mm-hmm. with other member, uh, other members of their faculty, um, because you'll never know what kind of lesson you could have gleaned from that particular person's experience. Uh, I would say be an active participant in the, the lab and you like lean on the word lab and <laughs> that this is a contained experiment and one that can change with your input. And so it was very valuable to me last year to realize very quickly, like, oh, my, my feedback that I'm giving on a daily basis to the faculty is influencing the program, is changing things as we go. And that was true for all, however many participants, any participant who was giving feedback had the capability to change the program to better meet the needs of the group. And so my advice would be be an active member of the community and give feedback as the faculty is soliciting it. Yay! I cannot wait to meet the participants. I am so excited for them to meet the three of you. I am so excited to spend this time with you this week. Thank you for being here. And listeners, thank you for listening. To be continued, we will have more conversations with these scholars in future podcasts. Thank you, Birdie. Thank, thank you, you Birdie. Thank you all for joining us today, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Until then, visit us at gcliadership.org and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You'll find all of our links at the bottom of our podcast. And until then, lead on.